Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to the program Secretary Xavier Becerra, who is the 25th Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services and the first Latino to hold the office in the history of the United States. Secretary Becerra, welcome to Evening Words. James, thanks for having me, and uh, congratulations on 20 years. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, WRD 20 years is amazing. So so I, I want to talk about the Medicare Prescription Drug Inflation Rebate Program, and and there it seems like there's a lot of moving parts, Mr. Secretary. So if you could kind of talk to our audience and our community a little bit about how this comes out of the Inflation Reduction Act and kind of what it means for the Medicare uh, prescription drug offering uh, that folks have now uh, after after this, this these adjustments that have been recently made. Yeah, and James, I, I know sometimes people get confused because the Inflation Reduction Act actually does a whole lot of things it about health care. Right. It helps reduce the cost of health care, especially on prescription drugs. And a lot of folks have heard about the $35 now uh, for a month's supply of insulin, where some people were paying over 100 bucks, 200 bucks for their insulin. Mm-hmm. They're on Medicare now they don't have to pay anything more than $35 out of pocket for that insulin. Amazing. That was one component of the law. Another is people have heard that now for the first time in the history of the country, I can actually, as a secretary for health and human services, negotiate the price of drugs so that people on Medicare will pay less money. They'll pay a fair price instead mm-hmm. of the inflated prices that we see. And so that was another component. Today, the president made an announcement about a third component which says that if a drug manufacturer wants to sell those their, their prescription medication to folks on Medicare, mm-hmm. they cannot increase the price of those drugs to the Medicare program more than inflation. Mm-hmm. Well, surprise, surprise, 48 <laughs> times we right. found drugs that were raised higher than the rate of inflation. Wow. And so now those companies have to rebate back that extra charge to the Medicare program, which ultimately saves Medicare beneficiaries money. That's incredible, Secretary Becerra. Can, can you give us some of the drugs? Well, first of all, talk a little bit about like, you know, I think people have a perception of of drug companies as sometimes being a little bit predatory. Um, can you talk a little bit more about like your role in negotiating some of those prices? Because that's that's also new and really, really important. That has not been in place before. What's what's that process like when you're negotiating with some of these larger pharmaceutical companies to, to get the, the best prices for for American citizens in Medicare? Yeah, and James, I, I, I don't think you, you almost sound a little apologetic that you're saying that uh, some of these companies are predatory. I, I don't think any American believes that the prices that we're paying for our prescription medication is fair mm-hmm. and is, is what we should be paying, especially when you realize that the same drug in another country probably costs a fraction, half, yeah. a third of right. what we're paying. Right. We are paying on average something like two or three times more for those same drugs as people around the world are. And sometimes those drugs were even manufactured here, but you were still paying more. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I should add, in many of the cases, taxpayers, you and me and everybody else listening, has actually helped provide the resources to develop those drugs, to right. support the manufacture right. of those drugs. Yeah, we're the ones that are paying the highest prices. And so what the, pres- the president's new lower cost prescription drug law does is this simply says, hey, we have a right to try to get the best price that we can. So I get to negotiate. The manufacturers can no longer just continue to increase prices way above inflation. Uh, and in, like in it, with the case of insulin, 
you know, where people are paying hundred, two hundred dollars right. for their right. month supply. No, no more, no more. Yeah, that's that's just a, a amazing news. Can we can we name some names here? Who were some of the companies that were getting out in front of their skis, out in front of inflation in terms of their pricing around drugs that are going to have to now rebate uh, the American community? Yeah, and because so many of the the, the drugs are not necessarily uh, home names that are really recognizable. I mean, uh, Genuvia, maybe somebody's heard of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you may have heard of some of the drugs, but let me put it this way. The the biggest number of drugs that you often see are drugs that help address uh, uh, diabetes. Okay. And we know in the black and brown co- population, lots of folks, a lot of our family members have diabetes. Well, obviously, insulin is one of the things that you have to do with if you have uh, diabetes on the case. Mm-hmm. A lot of these drugs are high priced. The 10 drugs that I mentioned, James, that we're now in the midst of negotiating to get a fair price for, Mm -hmm. those drugs over the past four years that we have records for from 2018 to 2022, they doubled in cost in Mm. four years, Mm. four years. And so we know what's going on and we have a right to try to negotiate. Just as nobody goes into a car dealership and pays the sticker price on that vehicle, Mm -hmm. you try to get the best price you can. That's all we're saying. That That's competition. That's as, you know, asking drug companies to negotiate is as American as apple pie. And so why anyone should complain, I don't know. But guess what? Every one of those companies that's negotiating prices with us is complaining. In fact, they're suing. They're suing us to stop us from being able to negotiate. Wow. Wow. Is that is that they're not stalling that process right now, but. You, that's going to have, have to go to court sometime soon. I mean, what's the status oh, of that? Okay. It is. Okay. And we've already beaten them back earlier this year. We beat them back. They try to stop us from even being able to name the 10 drugs that we would negotiate prices on. We beat them back on that. But all of them, have, by the way, they've all sued us, but they're all engaging in a negotiation. Mm. So you, it, it, that's got to tell you something when uh, they don't want to negotiate, but they're in it, but they're still going to sue us to try to, Stop it. Wow. Wow. Uh, Secretary Javier, I'm sorry, Javier Becerra. Uh, Can you talk a little bit because there are a lot came out from from your office, from the administration. Can you talk a little bit about what are some of the things that your office is doing in terms of working directly with pharmacies around uh, the Medicare Part D program and other things related to this particular effort? Yeah, we want folks. I mean, I have to get into the all the minutiae, all, all the different things that get involved in the negotiation yeah, yeah. Uh, and so forth. But Americans, Americans want to know when they walk up to the pharmacist, they're going to get the best price for the drug that they need. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do is work with pharmacists so that when they dispense those medications, it's the right medication, it's a safe medication, and it's at the best price. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, we've been working with a lot of the pharmacists, especially the independent pharmacists. You know, a lot of the community-based pharmacies that aren't tied to the big chain. Right. They're, you know, they're the local business man or woman who started up a small business in the community. And I would really encourage folks to patronize all those local businesses that are, you know, community-run. They're from from the neighborhood. Uh, you want to support them, but we're working with them because they've been great during COVID. They were some of the best assets that we had to reach people, to get folks vaccinated, yeah. uh, and they continue to do that. So we're trying to work hard with those pharmacists because they've become such indispensable players in making sure people have easy access, local access to the medication and the health services that they need. 
That's incredible. Is, is it true that the the Inflation Reduction Act has expanded some coverage for in terms of vaccine coverage as well? Absolutely. So today, uh, if you talk to your parents or grandparents who are on Medicare, ask them how much they pay for uh, their flu vaccine. They'll tell you zero. Ask wow. them how, how much they pay for shingles. And if, if you or folks listening know about shingles, you never want to get shingles. You never want to get it. That's right. You That's never exactly want to get shingles. Right. Yeah. But it's expensive. That, that uh, vaccine for shingles could cost you two, three, four hundred dollars. Mm. And a lot of folks, especially folks on low, um, uh, fixed income, it's hard to, hard to afford it. So they'll, they'll take a chance. They'll roll the dice and figure, well, maybe I won't get it. And when they do, man, it's painful. And so today, shingles vaccine for those on Medicare, zero. Amazing. And so the, the president's new prescription drug law has lowered the cost for insulin, for shingles, for the flu vaccine. It's not going to let us negotiate for better prices on the most expensive drugs in the Medicare program. And it's making drug manufacturers have to rebate money back if they overbill by charging above the rate of inflation. That's that is amazing. And, and, and again, I, you know, for the for the community of Philadelphia, this is really, really important. I just want to clarify with everyone that this rebate program, no one has to do anything. This is just happening, right? That's it. That's it. It's it, it. Because now I have the authority to go after those companies that build above the rate of inflation before I didn't have that authority. Now, with mm-hmm. the president's new lower cost prescription drug law, I do have that authority. And by the way, I should mention, because you just mentioned in Philadelphia how important it is, uh, a lot of folks struggle, including those on Medicare, struggle to just pay for their, their medication. Sometimes right. you have to make a decision. Do I buy my, my pills or do I buy my groceries? Right. And you don't want that to happen. But for folks in the black and brown community, the affordability issue hits us two times harder than it does folks mm. in, our white, uh, in the white community. So. Mm. A lot of folks, modest income, fixed income, it's tough. And I know there in Philadelphia, there are probably a lot of families on fixed income for whom this prescription drug law that the president got passed is going to really be helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Secretary Bersett, are there other hidden gems in the Inflation Reduction Act that we that we should know about relative to, to health and human services? Oh, absolutely. In fact, don't wait. If you don't have insurance or if you've got insurance and it's costing you too much, let me suggest to you that you go to the Obamacare website, uh, healthcare.gov, mm-hmm. because today four out of five people who are looking at the website to see if they can get good insurance or, or maybe change to get better insurance, mm-hmm. they're finding that for $10 or less a month in premiums, they're getting real quality health insurance coverage. Uh, and sometimes people don't believe me because when I point out to them, Go see, go try to go see a movie tonight at some movie theater for ten dollars right. or less. That's not happening. Yeah. That's not happening. Yeah, it's not, and, and forget about getting the popcorn and the refreshment. I mean, just the movie. But here, President Biden made it possible for the Affordable Care Act coverage under Obamacare mm-hmm. to be priced at ten dollars or less a month in premiums for the majority of the people who are searching the website to see if they can qualify. That that is absolutely amazing. That's absolutely amazing. How do we how do we continue to get the word out about this? I was talking about the Affordable Care Act earlier this week, Mr. Secretary, and someone, you know, called in or messaged like they they said the ACA saved their life. This is a cancer survivor. ACA saved this person's life. 
right? So these are, I mean, the, the stakes are high for a lot of folks for whom these medications and access to care is a difference between, between, between life and death. How, how do we continue to get the word out? And again, like, some of this stuff sounds complicated, a Medicare, you know, a rebate program, the Inflation Reduction Act, supporting these things. How do we continue to tell the story and, and make sure that folks have access to the information so they can access these resources? Yeah, a great point. And uh, first, thank you for just having me on, because there are a lot of folks who are probably listening who didn't realize that this is actually for them, that they're the ones that could benefit directly by this. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you, you reminded me of another uh, component of this new law that's going to benefit people, especially folks on fixed income. Mm-hmm. And that is that uh, under this new law, your, the, your out-of-pocket cost will be capped. In other words, some insurance policies, they say to you, yeah, you'll have access to the doctor, the hospital, the, the prescription drugs, but you got to pay out-of-pocket, your co-payment, your co-insurance. And if you have to stay a long time in the hospital, you could be there, you know, several weeks, and the bill is enormous. Well, because some of those insurance plans don't have a cap on how much you have would have to pay out of pocket, you could end up paying tens of thousands of dollars for that uh, coverage that you needed. Well, under the Inflation Reduction Act and the president's new uh, lower cost healthcare law, you will have you will see that there, the amount you pay out of pocket will be capped overall, so you won't go poor. And so the cap will be at about $2,000, not tens of thousands of dollars, $2,000. Wow. And so you're not going to get there if you don't get ill. But if you happen to get ill, the last thing you need is to have to incur a bill of tens of thousands of dollars. Right. It'll be capped. And that's another beauty of this for those who do end up getting really ill. That's a, that, And so just keep, keep calling us. Let us know how we can get to the information. But then just go to the website. You can right. go to the website, healthcare.gov, and you'll find a lot of information. That will be helpful to you and save you money. Keep that dollar in your pocket. That, that's incredible. Secretary, I'm going to get you out of here on, th- on this question. You know, we, we've been talking a lot this week about, about mental health. Uh, and I know that one of your priorities is to strengthen behavioral health uh, here. And I'm just curious as to what kinds of things you've been thinking through and working on on that front. And it just is all the other things that you're doing. Yeah, that's a big one. And uh, more and more, especially families that are on fixed incomes, it is tough. If it's tough to have insurance to go see your primary care doctor, you know, the family doctor, imagine what it costs to go see a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist if somebody's going through a really tough healthcare crisis on mental health. Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing is we're trying to make it more readily available. One of the best ways we did that was we helped stand up what is now called 988. I hope you've heard about it, James, or help us spread the word to others. Yeah. But 988 is essentially 911 for folks under uh, who are undergoing a mental health crisis. That's right. You don't call 911 anymore. If, if you need somebody to help you with medical service, help uh, mental health services, you would call 988. And by the way, we set it up so it's not just by phone. You can do it by text. You can do a chat uh, uh, as well. And you would be able to connect with someone who will help you address whether it's your uh, level of depression or if you're all the way to considering suicide. 988 is now nationwide. You don't have to worry about remembering a 10-digit phone number. 988, you'll get someone on the line who's going to try to help you. That's when we're, we're doing it, but we have to continue to increase the services that we make available to folks, especially especially to our children. 
That's that's incredible. I, I definitely gave that number out earlier this week when we were talking about it, but I appreciate you reaffirming that here. Mr. Secretary, thank you so much for your time today and providing our community with this important information about health and health care. Uh, James, thanks to you and the work that Word is doing to get the word out. No doubt. No doubt. Secretary Javier Becerra, the 25th Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services and the first Latino to hold the office in the history of the United States. Thank you so much for joining us here on WRD. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM and online at wordradio.com. 